Hey friends, yesterday I did a little devotional about um, how God uses trouble to show us treasures many times in life. And the story touched upon Joseph from the Old Testament. Well, that got me to thinking a bit about Joseph. And today I just want to kind of expound on what I talked about yesterday. And in fact, I'll repeat some of those things about Joseph and then add a few more things as well that um, seem really interesting to me. Uh, some parallels that point us to Jesus from the life of Joseph. So you probably remember Joseph in the Old Testament. Remember how growing up his brothers were jealous of him, right? They even thought of killing him on at least one occasion. Instead, they sold him to slave traders. And they, in turn, sold him again in Egypt. And he was falsely accused of rape by his master's wife. And he was thrown in prison. He had all kinds of affliction in his life. And, and after God raised him up and made him a ruler in Egypt, the day finally came when his brothers appeared before him wanting food. It, it was because there was a famine in the area. And after they found out that this one who they appeared before seeking bread was their brother that they had been so jealous about and sold into slavery, they were scared for their life and they begged him for mercy. And how did Joseph answer them? Genesis 50, 20 says, uh, Joseph is speaking. He said this, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. All right, so uh, Joseph forgave his brothers. And so <laughs> how did all that affliction work for the good in Joseph's life? What was the treasure in his trouble, like we were talking about yesterday? Well, God raised him up as a ruler, right? That's not necessarily the part where the ultimate treasure is, because God did something much greater through that affliction. The Bible says it was so many people should be kept alive, okay, right? So Joseph's family survived the family. And even then, they went on to have children and grandchildren and grand, and, and they were in Egypt for like, I think, 430 years, right? And much of that time was a good and bountiful time for them. Uh, but even that is not the greatest thing that came through Joseph's affliction. If you know Jesus today, Joseph's affliction made that possible. Um, you see, one of... Joseph's brothers was named Judah. That was Jacob's son. Jacob, who uh, God changed his name to Israel, right? And because of Joseph being sold into slavery and raised up by God, and his whole family survived, and so Judah survived as well, right? And Jesus, God's only begotten son, in the flesh was an offspring of Judah in his tribe. And so it was through Joseph's affliction that you were saved, if you know Christ today. Also, it was through Jesus' affliction on the cross that anyone can be saved. So 
We were talking about yesterday that how treasures can be found in trouble, even a broken world. Though mankind's relationship with God was broken through sin, God himself was the one who broke the universe, I believe, so that we might see him as the only one who can fix us and fix everything. I mean, he's our only hope. Um, so it was through Jesus' affliction that we can be saved. We too face all kind of uh, troubles in this broken world. And there's treasures in those troubles. Treasures that point us to see more of the glory of God in Jesus if we will just look for them. And Joseph saw a little bit of that, right? You realize his family was saved through the trouble, um, but there was so much more. He may not have understood the full impact of the coming Messiah and how it would come through Judah. Uh, these kind of things that we can look back and see the, the great treasure in Joseph's troubles. But at the time, Joseph didn't see all that, I don't think. And I think that's the same for us. There's troubles in our life. And sometimes we can see part of the treasure, but for those things we cannot see, we can trust God that he will always use those troubles for his glory. And just like it says in, I think it's Romans 8, 28, all, how all things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord, for those who are the called according to his purpose. So we can hold on to that truth. Um, so in closing today, this kind of mini look at the life of Joseph and how he points to Jesus. I think we've seen some of it so far, right? Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for Joseph and his troubles, that then uh, Jesus wouldn't have been born. Of course, God made all that happen. He guaranteed it. But there's some other things in Joseph's life that point us to Jesus. Let's just kind of look at some of them we've kind of talked about, but let's kind of think through this. So Joseph, his brothers were jealous of him early on, and I suspect that that may have been the case for Jesus, uh, his brothers. I mean, Jesus, after all, taught um, the teachers in the synagogue the first time he ever went as a 12-year-old boy. And, you know, to have the Son of God as your brother, I mean, wow, you could never live up to, to him, right? As for Joseph, his brothers, they thought about killing him, at least on one occasion. And then they counted him as dead to his father. And, and Jesus, his Jewish brothers, also uh, talked about, thought about killing him on many occasions. We find that in the Gospels. Um, and in fact, they did kill him. For Joseph, uh, God had made promises to him through through dreams, right? Um, and actually, he was a one that God gave the ability to interpret dreams. But all the promises that God made to Joseph, um, he kept. He kept his word to, to Joseph. And he raised him up as a ruler in Egypt. And Joseph sat down at the right hand of the Pharaoh. 
And as for Jesus, God kept his word throughout the, the, the whole Old Testament. All the promises through the prophets uh, concerning Jesus. And, and he, Jesus, did die, as they said. He, and he was raised up from the grave as king of kings and lord of lords. And he sat down at the right hand of his father. And um, those who turned against Joseph, his family, his brothers especially, they came back and they, they bowed down before him in repentance and asked for mercy. And Joseph forgave them. And all those who turned against Jesus, um, like you and me, and all of mankind, all who bowed down to him in repentance and asked for his mercy, he forgives. As for Joseph, he provided bread for his family in the famine. And uh, actually, they enjoyed the bounty of the kingdom for the rest of their days. And Jesus provides himself as a bread of life for his family. And they will enjoy the bounty of his kingdom forever and ever. Father God, thank you for this great uh, truth and how you show us a Jesus in the Old Testament, in the life of Joseph, and how everything lines up, how all of your word is uh, so layered with truths over and over uh, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, I mean, it's not only is it <laughs> spread out, you know, broad, but it's also linear and and layered, and I, no matter how you look at it, uh, the Bible verifies itself within itself, how that Jesus is our only hope and worth delighting in, how he lived the perfect life that no one else lived, and how he died the sinner's death that we all deserve, and how God raised him from the grave, and, and he gives um, this resurrection power through his Holy Spirit, to all who delight in him and hope in him and look to him and call on him and, and seek his mercy and, and turn toward him in repentance away from sin. He gives them th this resurrection power uh, so that we're able, as we walk with him, to overcome sin in our own life and to be a, a great witness for his glory to others. And he will raise us up like he was raised to be with him forever and ever. He will provide for us in his kingdom forever. Thank you for this great truth, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.